Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode two of Self-Disclosure Podcast. My name is Regine. And I'm Kelsey. And today we're here to talk to you about spirituality. Now, I know that that is a very heavy term, um, and you're probably already thinking of a lot of things just based off of what I just said. Um, But yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, and spirituality is very vast. So even though we will try to go in depth, we may not cover everything because it is just one episode. So if you have any questions or anything that you would like to know more about, again, please let us know. We are here for you. So yeah, let's get into it. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that it's our second episode and this has been such a growing journey for us. For anybody out there who is listening and thinking, gosh, I should start my own podcast. I say, yes, you absolutely should. And man, is it a lot harder than it seems, you know? I just imagined hopping on a mic and boop, beep, bop, like there it is, ready to go. (laughs) Exactly like that, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, I just wanted to share that it's been such a growing learning process. And thank you for being here with us from day one. Um, I was telling Ray Jean before we got ready to record this episode, looking back on the first episode, it was so easy to sit there and criticize myself and criticize the fact that I felt like I was saying like every other word. And, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity in our world for us to question ourselves and doubt ourselves. And we live in this world that expects perfection at every turn. You know, I think we all are familiar with living on social media these days and everything looks so beautiful and gorgeous and perfectly done, but also that's just not real life. And so I asked Ray G and I was like, should we, should we delete that first episode if our second one is better? And the answer was absolutely not. I think it's great that we're putting ourselves out there. And I hope that this journey of ours can be an inspiration to anyone listening of you know, we're all on this path of learning and growing together. And it's a beautiful one at every step of the way. I'm bringing in that self-compassion from episode one. So thanks for being here with us. Yeah, definitely. Everything that Kelsey said. Yeah. Like, thanks for being with us on this journey. Thank you for just your support and just listening in and yeah, bear with us. We are growing through this, but I'm excited about the growth to come and I'm excited to be here in this space with you. So me too. Yeah. (laughs) So in the first episode, we also kind of skipped over self introductions just because we were very excited about just even getting the first episode (laughs) together. Um, And so we feel as though it's important to, of course, talk a little bit about a little bit more about who we are, um, And I guess what brought us together. Mm. Um, So I'll start since I'm already talking. (laughs) My name is Regine, like I've said before. Um, I'm originally from Virginia, Hampton, Virginia, 7-5. But I moved down here to Atlanta a couple years ago, almost three years ago, oh my gosh, uh, for a grad program for mental health counseling at Georgia State University, go Panthers. Um, And I actually met Kelsey in that program. So we went through the same program together. um, And that was a really 
interesting experience. Um, I know I talked a little bit about that in the first episode, just being in a space where I'm learning all these things and I'm growing and all that good stuff. But like I look around and not too many people look like me or can identify with, you know, my experiences or just what it means to be a black therapist in America, you know, and just be black in this field, in the field of counseling. Um, there's a lack of representation there. So that definitely was one of the things that drove me to go through the program and continue, even when it became difficult. Um, that was like the first time I've ever really lived, lived outside of Virginia. Um, and so being the only child that I am, it was a huge adjustment for me because I'm so close to my parents and just that space has always felt like home to me. Um, being there, at least my actual home has always felt like home to me. Um, and I just, I grew up there. So it's, y'all probably know the same feeling, like you grow up somewhere and unless you're like moving around often, it's it's a big adjustment and shift when you move somewhere else and you live somewhere different, especially if you move there and you're basically out there on your own and just doing your own thing and following your own dreams. Um, yeah, but I'm blessed and happy to be where I am right now. Um, and I'm so grateful for Kelsey. I'm grateful for all of the relationships that I gained from that experience. And yeah, I'm passionate about minority mental health, specifically in the Black community. I am also passionate about Black queer mental health. Um, so just looking at that intersection um, of being both a sexual minority um, and a racial minority and maybe even a gender minority as well. Like just all those, what it means to be sitting there at that intersection and also like how to navigate um, through the world right now in the state that it's in and really has always been in. Um, that's something that I'm really passionate about helping other people figure out as I figure it out myself. Um, so yeah, but that's enough about me for right now. Kelsey? Ah, uh, that was so beautiful, Regine. Thanks for sharing all that you did. Uh, I guess it's my turn to talk about myself. Um, and I loved when you were talking about moving and how challenging that can be because I'm currently in Portland, Oregon, and my partner and I moved here back in August. So Regine and I graduated from our mental health program in May and my partner is from this area. So we decided to just make a jump and dive over here. <laughs> and, you know, um, kind of like you shared, Regine, it's always easier in hindsight to look back and say, gosh, you know, I'm so thankful for all these changes and for all the growth that's happened and all the relationships that are forming. But in the midst of it, wow, it is such a challenge to just up and leave your support system, especially when you're out on your own. Yeah, that's a big deal. So I'm over in Portland. I would say I'm still getting adjusted, but I feel really blessed um, actually to have been able to move during the pandemic because I feel so thankful that I have a new space to be able to explore when so many of us have just been trapped in our own homes or apartments or whatever that looks like for what feels like an eternity. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to explore the scene, to get into the community here and just see what it's like. But as you may have guessed, it's been a little hard to do that with everything going on. So that's where I'm at currently. Background wise, I grew up 
in a very small town in Worcester, Ohio. (laughs) Um, It's about 25,000 people, very white, very Christian. And while I am white, I'm not Christian. So that was interesting growing up with those identities and dynamics there. Um, Grew up and spent, what, the first 22 years of my life living in Ohio. Um, And I did my undergrad at the College of Worcester in Ohio uh, in East Asian studies. That was my my major. And that's what I just loved learning about um, and growing into while I was there. And when I graduated from my undergrad, I did Fulbright in Korea for two years in South Korea. So that was my big experience of totally jumping ship and going somewhere absolutely different from where I grew up. And gosh, no regrets. Um, You know, I wish I wish for everyone in the world to be able to go to places outside of their own country because it's such a perspective building experience. And I just, for me, something that I always come back to um, in my own life as well is just trying to get outside of me and trying to understand what else is going on in the world and you know where I can grow and where I can learn. Um, so yeah, the international learning is just such a huge part of who I am and what I believe in and as we're talking about, Raging talked about her passions and, and what she's passionate about in this field and in this work. And I'm still figuring mine out, but what I think mine comes down to is relationships, um, especially intercultural understanding, kind of like Raging hinted at, these problems that we have have always existed in the world. And, you know, I hope that we can find ways to understand one another and, and see each other fully, you know, see the pain, see the joy, see the truth behind everyone's lived experiences. So I feel like that's what my journey has been about and what I hope it will be about forever is just how can I learn from all these people around me? And honestly, I think that's part of what this podcast is about, you know, part of our driving force behind starting this is that, it seems like we live in this world of black and white, right? (laughs) To put it bluntly, like these hard boundaries and borders that we're putting people into boxes and they can't escape from those. And I think Regine and I's relationship and friendship and sisterhood has been shocking for both of us in the most beautiful way of like, wow, these boxes that we have really aren't doing a good job of fully describing who we are as humans. And it's amazing how much connection we can find in all the little gray spaces. So I'm just so happy to be here. Um, so happy to be doing this podcast with you, Regine. It's just such a beautiful blossoming of what our friendship is to me. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both just grinning so hard. I know y'all can't see yeah. us, but we're both just smiling really hard. So yeah, I'm so grateful for you. Me and yeah, basically all the things that you said, I feel like, on this like speaking on you know things being perceived or at least people making it seem like the black and white is what it is or that anything is like cut and dry or and it's like no there's always that gray matter in between there's always that you know um so yeah it's definitely deeper than that um 
Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm basically just trying to <laughs> agree with everything you're saying because, yeah, I just, yeah. I think, like you said, we started this podcast based out of or based off of the relationship we already had um, and wanting to grow that and develop that more, um, even though we're so far away. Like, I can't believe you left me, but we're not going to get on that right now. Um, but also just like realizing that yes we are connected to each other but we're everything else is also connected and like all of us human beings are connected too um and just thinking about relationships like you mentioned um and why they're so important and how important they are that they're not toxic relationships but that they're healthy and they help us grow um but they also you know hold us accountable like we need people in our lives that will hold us accountable for the things that we're doing um or just you know, help us through and not always just tell us that we're, we're doing the right thing, but, you know, offering some constructive criticism or, you know, just being a good friend, being an honest person. And I feel like I've found that in you. Um, so. Oh, yeah. You too, from day one. And I really loved what you were saying about accountability, because I think another piece of that is holding each other accountable for who we say we want to be in the world. You know, we all walk around with these values that we hold and we need people who can be honest reflections of, are we holding ourselves to these standards that we want to? So, yeah. I, you know, I'm just so thankful. I could go on and on about how <laughs> I am. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking the same thing. Like we, yeah, we have time, but not really. So <laughs> we're just trying to, but y'all get the gist. We love each other so much um, and we're excited that you are here to experience our love in the form of these conversations in this time. So yeah, but to dive into today's episode on spirituality, um, like we said, we created this out of our friendship. We are both therapists. We both are, you know, healers. Um, so we also want to provide education on certain things or at least tie it back into mental health in some way. Um, so we're going to be talking about, you know, the effects of spirituality on mental health and wellness, like how they connect with each other, as well as our personal experiences um, and some ways to strengthen your spirituality. Um, if you're feeling like you're failing in that area or lacking in that area, just some things that you can do. Um, yeah. So like Regine said earlier, spirituality, woo, such a big, big, big word, right? That encompasses so many things, things that I can't even talk about because I haven't experienced them, right? So, you know, walking and knowing that this is my personal experience, my views, and that it will never be able to encompass all the ways that all of us are going to be feeling or thinking. So when I think about what spirituality is to me, um, I really think about it in two directions. The first direction is towards myself. Um, and what I mean when I say that is, I've just had to spend a lot of time reconnecting to myself, reconnecting to my truth. Um, you know, there's a lot of outside voices, as I'm sure we have all felt, whether that's online or even in our own, you know, personal relationships. And while I think it's absolutely necessary to be, you know, listening to the voices of others around us, it's also equally as important to be listening to our own voice, you know, whether you 
you consider that the subconscious or your inner self or your higher self, whatever that inner piece is, um, that's been a really big part of my spiritual journey. And then when I think about the second, you know, path or direction, for me, it's about realizing that we are a part of everything around us, the world around us, the cosmos around us, whether you want to believe that in a scientific way, you know, all of the atoms that are of the world, we're all made of the same stuff, you know, carbon and hydrogen. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to get all the elements right, but <laughs> all those basic elements, you know, or whether you want to believe that we're all from stars. And so those are, you know, the ancestors that go all the way back for all of us. Or whether it's just a, a spiritual way of thinking about things, that we're all interconnected, but it's just that idea that everything around me is a part of me and I am a part of it. So it's that inner connection, but it's also that like holistic, all-encompassing connection to the world around me. And how do I reinforce those things for myself is how I practice my spirituality. Yeah. Wow. That was a... <laughs> That was a really great and elaborate response. <laughs> I appreciate you for that because I was like sitting here like, oh, we're going with that's where, okay, okay. <laughs> we're really getting into it now. I'm ready, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to piggyback off of all the wonderful things that Kelsey just said, um, spirituality for me is also about connection. Um, specifically speaking for me, my connection with God and my relationship with God is a huge part of my spirituality. Um, and just knowing that there is something out there bigger than me um, that is in control of everything is both difficult to accept, but also freeing at the same time. To me, spirituality kind of helps you answer the question, like, what, why are we here? Or like, what are we doing here? Um, which is a loaded question. So I'm not going to try to, you know, answer that, but it's, it, it it at least opens the door for that kind of conversation with yourself or with myself um, of like, what is my purpose? And the fact that I even believe that I have a purpose is tied to my spirituality um, and just feeling like everything happens for a reason is also tied to my spirituality because it goes back to that um, mentality or that belief that God in my instance is in control and therefore the things that happen or the things that don't happen, like it's, it's all, there's a reason for all of it. So nothing by accident, nothing by chance, like everything happens for a reason and it happens as it's supposed to happen. And so, like I said, that's also difficult to accept sometimes, but I definitely am grateful at least for the perspective, at least for the ability to see that everything is connected, feel that everything is connected and still know that or believe that there is a, a source for it all, like that it comes from something. Um, it gives me hope. It, it helps me to believe that even though things may be really trash right now, um, it won't be like this forever. I may not see the change in my lifetime, but I'm hoping that my children will and that their children will. Um, and it's just, it. I'm able to have faith that, you know, 
things will happen as they're meant to happen. Um, and yeah, so I said I wasn't <laughs> going to take up so much time, but that's exactly what I did. Um, but I just wanted to kind of just explain, because I know, like I said, Kelsey and I um, are like in some ways, in a lot of ways, um, especially when it comes to spirituality and like how much of an impact it has on our lives and just our identity, um, which we will talk about a little bit. Um, but I know that we do have different views when it comes to the religious side of things, which there is a difference. So we will, of course, get into that as well. Um, yeah. And I do think it's important to kind of delineate those a little bit. Um, because there's definitely overlap, I think, as we all know. But I actually, I found a description from NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, that kind of broke down the differences between religion and spirituality. And it described them as a rectangle and a square, where religion is the rectangle, and within it can be spirituality, but spirituality is the square, so it doesn't necessarily connect back to religion, right? Um, and for me, Regina, I'd like to hear your thoughts too. Um, when I think about religion, I think more about a community. I think more about like a community of people who have decided these are the values we share, these are the rituals we share, these are the teachings we share. And it's such an, you know, an amazing space for connecting with people over these deep shared values. So whereas religion is where you you take those values or those teachings um, or that shared wisdom and you're connecting with other people around it. Spirituality for me is much more personal um, and it's your own interpretation of all of those things. Uh, so whether that's the values or the wisdom stories, whatever it might be, how you take those and make meaning in your own personal life in your own day to day and what you do with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have much more to add to that, honestly. Um, I think you explained it beautifully. So nice job. Um, but yeah, I feel like spirituality is definitely more of a personal um, thing. Like you said, religion, I feel has those aspects of community and like you said, ritual um, and just like learning, just learning different things. Like for me going to church and having the pastor or the bishop tell me certain things um, and then like deciding whether or not I want to incorporate those things into my life, if I want to read more into the word, if I want to, you know, I feel like the religion for me at least served as a foundation like I went to, you know this, but I everybody doesn't know this. I went to a Christian school in Hampton um, and it it was just a really good foundation for me. Um, and I've, I'm grateful to my parents for like enrolling me and all that stuff um, because I feel like in those formative years, in those years, those early years where we're very impressionable, we're very, it's just critical to, to be in healthy environments and be around people who care for you and respect you and love you and, you know, treat you like you should be treated, like we all should be treated. Um, I think it was very monumental in my development personally um, and just 
like still thinking about the golden rule. And we had, I used to, I can see it clearly in my mind. It was posted in every classroom at my Christian school. Um, and the golden rule for those of you who don't know is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, and I feel like I still carry that with me. My spirituality definitely came after religion for me, like only because I was young and I didn't know anything about spirituality, but I went to church almost every Sunday. I was like, you know, I was raised in the church. So it was just part of my routine. It was part of what I knew. But once I was out of the house and I was like in, in undergrad in Richmond, I was still searching for that community. I was searching for like-minded individuals. Um, I was searching for a church home because it was just, you know, you, when you move, you try to find, you look for the things that are familiar to you. And I think about my journey um, with spirituality that I'm still on. Um, and I think about just the things that I've learned and how I've come to where I am. I think a lot about my parents and a lot about their influence on me. And like I said, they raised me in the church and everything, but they, they never, I never felt forced to believe one thing or another. I felt like they always kind of were like they had that there for me. They they put that foundation there. They helped me like move through it. Um, but they were never like, this is what you need to do. Like you don't, like they, it was more of an encouraging type of experience than it was forceful or like removing any autonomy from me. Um, they've never done that ever. And especially with religion, they didn't do that. Um, and it was always an open conversation. I could come to them about anything, still can, um, but anything pertaining to religion and um, they're both really like in the word and very just like strong in who they are, which I know they have maybe haven't always been. So that gives me hope too of where I am right now in my journey and knowing like I want to be closer to God. I want to read my word more, um, but being patient with myself and like going back to the self-compassion thing of knowing that God knows my heart and knowing that if I am you know, if I, if I'm trying to, to get closer, like that closeness will come. Like honestly putting in the work, like actively, you know, reading and just praying. But these are things I had to, to get to on my own. Um, so I feel like I had to find or build that relationship with God on my own. Um, which brings in that personal aspect of the spirituality. Um, but I'll always have the religiosity of it, if that's even a word. We're going to make it a word today. I think it is a word for the record. But if it's not, it should be. We all know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, what you were saying really made me thoughtful about this idea of a foundation you know, in your case, it's a foundation of religion that led into your personal, individual, spiritual experience. But I'm sitting here thinking about my own um, path to spirituality. And I'm 28 years old. And I can say that, you know, I've spent, I spent probably the first 25 years of my life, if not more, just looking around and listening and learning and thinking 
without having a very strong opinion on like, this is what I truly believe and this is my spiritual path. And so it makes me wonder, I would be so curious to hear from listeners if that's something that came with age for them as well. If it's, you know, if it's developmental almost to get to this point where you truly feel like you can begin to understand yourself. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing because that made me really thoughtful. Um, so my, my spiritual path has been pretty different from Regine's, I would say. Growing up, my parents um, were not really religious at all, um, but they always left the door open for me. So I remember um, growing up, there were like a few different services that I ended up going to with friends when I would spend the night at their house over the weekend. And I remember probably my parents offering, you know, if we had any interest in going to church, that was always an option, but it was just very open-ended in my house. And we never went to church as a family or anything like that, that I can remember. So I was kind of left to my own devices. And I think where I first started thinking about anything spiritual was when I was in undergrad, um, learning about East Asian philosophy. And, you know, that's not only East Asian, it's pretty much all Asian. So Southeast Asia as well. Um, Buddhism, Taoism, look like a Eastern and Western philosophy class where they would compare, you know, like Aristotle to Lao Tzu. And I remember thinking like, gosh, for me, this is my experience, but like, gosh, this Western philosophy feels so self-centered, you know, so focused on the self. And I remember thinking in comparison to like Taoism and Buddhism, even Confucianism to some extent, it's like the focus is on the universe, is on the outside. And I'm just such a small little piece of that. So I just really loved the perspective that it gave me. And it really opened my mind to the idea that there's all kinds of ideas that are out here in this world. And I wrote down a quote that I thought was appropriate to share in this space. It's a Chinese proverb that maybe you've heard before, but it's listen to all plucking a feather from every passing goose, but follow no one. Absolutely. And I just, I feel like that's a perfect representation of how I feel spiritually and otherwise in life of this idea that nobody's really got it totally figured out in my opinion. Otherwise we would all just be these enlightened beings who were just, you know, not living on this plane, <laughs> but it's just this idea that I think, I think it's wise to listen to the voices of others and to find what our spirit connects with, to find what speaks true for us and, and to understand that there are others out there who feel these ways too. Like that's the other piece of spirituality is even though religion has more of a built-in community, I think spiritual journeys also have the opportunity for you to connect with people who, who share your ideas, who share about these values or opinions. I'm kind of stumbling over my words, but <laughs> basically, um, yeah, just my path has been very uncharted, I guess is how I would say. Um, but for me, I think where I'm at right now, I love Taoism. I'm really into thinking about Buddhist philosophy and mindfulness these days a lot more again. And 
science, I guess. Like I love hearing about space and what all these planets are made of and how many galaxies there are in the universe. And just basically for, for me, a lot of it comes back to perspective building and understanding that there's a world bigger than myself. Like you said, Regine, there's something out there that is bigger than me that is hard for me to comprehend, but that excites me, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm over here just like nodding along like to all the things. But what you said about, well, the Chinese proverb that you read made me think a lot about um, that saying, take what you need and leave the rest. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like while I do consider myself to be a Christian and I believe in God and there are a lot of values that I'm very like firm on, um, you mentioning the galaxy thing, like definitely, like I literally was telling you the other day about that Cosmos show I watched and I was just so fascinated because there is literally, we are just a speck in just all that is everything. Um, and it's just so fascinating to learn um, and just read and study different religions and different just viewpoints. It's just very interesting. Um, and you never know what you'll receive from, you know, a different space or a different, you know, it's just, I feel like there's so much out there that you're really doing yourself a disservice to not at least study it, or at least um, try to learn about things outside of yourself, you know? Um, and you mentioned something about just like really taking from a lot of a couple different things. Um, and so I think about just the spiritual journey I'm on right now um, and thinking about the chakra work that I'm doing um, and, you know, just the crystals that I buy, like, and just knowing that there is a lot of negative connotation put on just those things I just mentioned. Um, it's, and a lot of people believe whatever they want to believe. We're not going to get into that. But for me personally, what's best for me is to find what works for me um, and to know in the back of my mind where everything, where I believe everything comes from. Um, and, you know, that would be God. So when we think about the cosmos and how beautiful they are, I see them and I think, wow, look at his creation, you know, just like when I look at you, Kelsey, or I look at other people, like, look at what God has created. Whereas you may have a different view of that, but at the end of the day, we're both seeing that it is beautiful. We are both recognizing that it is something that is just greater than, than us. Um, and that's a very humbling experience. It's a very, um, like I said before, freeing. It's just very, it, I just have a, it's just a lot of good, a lot of good can come from being open-minded in, in the spiritual, you know, world or just being open to exploring different, different things. There was a lot of good there. And I feel like sometimes, at least with religion, a lot of bad things have come from people believing that everybody needs to believe what they believe or people feeling as though their religion makes them better than somebody else, you know? Um, and that, a lot of that, again, could be a whole nother episode if we talk, if we want to talk about, you know, colonization and just 
a lot of, you know, bad things that came from um, Christianity specifically. Um, but I, I don't focus on that. I choose to focus on the more positive aspects. And of course, knowing that there is some, some negativity with that, just keeping that in the back of my mind. So when I am in situations where God comes up, um, I'm not there to Bible thump. I'm not there to, to what's the word? Just make anybody feel bad about their beliefs. That's not my job. And it's not written nowhere in the Bible to do that. You know, we're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to accept each other because at our core, we are all the same and we are all connected, like we said. So, yeah. And I think my friendship with you and our friendship with each other has grown a lot in terms of spirituality as well. Because while we may believe different things, we still align in some areas and we still at the very least, recognize that there is something greater than us. So that allows us to dive into deep conversations like this one um, and just give each other the space to just speak our truths without judgment, without, um, yeah, any type of bad energy or bad vibes. It's just all love. And I just, you know, I just feel like that's how everyone should be. But there's always a balance. So... Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I say this every time you finish speaking. I'm like, I'm so glad you said all the things that you said. But in particular, I'm really glad that you brought up the, like, not the idea, the reality of colonialization and privilege. And I think this is a huge piece too that I was thinking about is like recognizing that I'm a white lady who has had the privilege and the ability to study religions and cultures and philosophies from other places in the world. And just like you said, you're not gonna stand there and Bible thump for someone. I think a piece for me is like, I'm not gonna stand here and say that I know all the ways of Buddhism or Taoism. It's like, I don't, you know? And if someone is gonna step in and say that actually it's this and I've studied it my whole life, I would absolutely say like, I really respect your understanding, you know? So I just wanted to put that out there too, is that, like you said, I think it's so important to both, you know, hold with our truths, find the things that speak true to us and to our spirit and our soul and be so grateful for those and to hold the truth of a lot of this knowledge might've come from colonizing those countries or from white people just deciding that they can have access to these things. Um, so I think like you said, it's just an important piece to hold also in the background. It's not that we need to define our experience by that, but we have to acknowledge that and recognize that that's a reality and a truth of our modern age. So I was really glad that you brought that up. Um, and there was something else you talked about. You talked about crystals. Um, I forget what chakras, you talked about chakras as well. And as you were getting ready to say it, I realized that something I should bring up is tarot. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. Like, yeah, <laughs> clench up around that <laughs> because that's another thing that has, you know, in our Western context, kind of mysterious interpretation. Or I've mm -hmm. only gotten into it within the last year of my life. But for anybody who's wondering, um, what I can what I can say about my journey with tarot is that it's just a means for self reflection. At the end of the day, um, just like any piece of cardboard or piece of paper that has some kind of symbol on it 
It's all about what it means to you. And I found it to be an incredibly helpful spiritual tool because because it doesn't inherently mean anything, right? So you can see a picture or a set of words and what you do is you sit with that and you think about how it might apply to your life and your growth and your journey, um, period. So for me, it's just been a really amazing tool to help me get more reflective and to think about things that honestly might be hard for me to think about, that my ego might shy away from, that I might not want to recognize in myself whether that's good, bad, or in the middle. So there's just so much. There's so much out here, so many tools, so many ideas, and ain't nobody got it figured out. So I think it's amazing that we're able to be in this space, to be alive in this time where we have access to so many ideas and so many amazing ideas that help make life more livable, that help give us hope, that keep us going, that connect us to one another. So... It's my little tangent on spirituality. (laughs) I love a good tangent. So thank you. You know, our spiritual beliefs and spiritual paths for a while. And um, first of all, just so happy to be able to share some of these things. I feel like part of that is why this podcast is called self-disclosure, right? (laughs) But I also know that we want to talk about, okay, we're talking about spirituality. How does this connect back to mental health, mental wellness? Does it? And when we were starting to plan for this podcast episode, I told Regine, oh my gosh, Regine, I'm so excited because I just came across this quote in a book that I felt like perfectly described how essential this spiritual piece is to our healing in general. And so I wanted to read a little um, selection from a book called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts, Close Encounters with Addiction. It's by Dr. Gabor Mate. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, He's Canadian. And for anybody who's interested in learning about addiction in general, because it's not just drugs that we're addicted to, right? It's all these things. It's working, it's eating, it's social media, it's everything. So I found the book incredibly enlightening and very compassionate and full of some of this spiritual stuff, right? Of that we can't just look at things from a diagnostic perspective. We can't just prescribe people medicine and have them get better magically. It's like all of these pieces are connected and essential. So let me read this little, this little quote. It's on page 419 for anybody who wants to read along. Here we go. Spiritual work and psychological work are both necessary to reclaim our true nature. Without psychological strength, spiritual practice can easily become another addictive distraction from reality. Conversely, shorn of a spiritual perspective we are prone to stay stuck in the limited realm of the grasping ego, even if it's a healthier and more balanced ego. Our soul needs for meaning and connection remain unsatisfied. Therapy strives to make the deficient self stronger by uncovering the sources of a person's emotional pain and releasing the rigid defensive patterns built up against it. Spiritual exploration plows the same ground, but is less concerned with fixing or improving things than with rediscovering what is whole and has not been absent, just obscured. 
As Edmund Spencer wrote, for there is nothing lost but may be found if sought. So I just, I wanted to share that with the group because I think he said it so beautifully. Like we can't do this therapy work or this wellness work, in my opinion, without the spiritual work that comes along with it. Because, um, you know, therapy is amazing for so many reasons, but, you know, psychology has a lot to do with the brain, right? And what we're thinking and all of this. But there's also this piece, this necessary piece of our healing work that takes all these thoughts that we're having and applies them to our inner self, right? Like, does this apply to me? And, and how can I make this fit into my version of myself and my world? So that's where I see the spiritual piece coming in and being so important too. Yes, to all of that. Um, what you were saying was making me think a lot about mental health in the Black community um, and the stigma that surrounds it and how it really stems from religion and the belief that you can just pray about it and it'll just go away. Um, and you and I both know that's, you know, not true. While prayer does work, and I'm a huge advocate for it, um, and in my experience, it has helped me in a lot of different situations, I have also had to do other things along with it. And therapy is one of those things. Um, and so, like you said, it's, there's so much to it. There's just so much to it. And in terms of mental health, there's, it's even more complicated. It's even more, because everyone is different um, genetically. Everyone is different experience wise. Everyone is different, just like environment, everyone, you know, so it's, there are a lot of different factors that can contribute to mental health issues or um, just everyday stressors. Um, but having that spirituality or the ability to kind of fall back on something can help you get through those things, can help you cope with different things. Um, and so I feel like it's important, even for me, it was important to find a therapist that was also a Christian. Um, besides having to also be black and female, um, I needed her to align with my spiritual and religious beliefs because I don't want to be in a session and say something about God and she reacts, you know, negatively or just not really be able to relate on that level with me. And that's something that I find really important in that space. Um, and so there are a lot of pros of having a therapist or having someone in your corner that is helping you um, through whatever it is that you're working through to also, you know, align with you in that way. Um, I think it can be very helpful. It, it doesn't have to be a requirement. Like I said, everybody is different, but I I know it to be very helpful from my experience. Um, but you may find that you don't want that to be an aspect of your therapy or just like part of the therapeutic relationship. And that's fine too. You know, everyone, like I said, everyone is different and you, we all have the right to choose um, or should have the right to choose what we want. So yeah, just thinking about the mind and just how vast it is and just how like so much good can can happen there, but also a lot of negative things can happen there. Um, and so I feel like spirituality in my life has been a way for me to 
find peace in a lot of situations that have been very like stressful for me um, or just connect with other people, like-minded individuals um, and build relationships with that. Um, I think I just feel like mentally I'm in a much better place because I'm able to pray um, whenever, you know, um, or just the values that I got from that foundation at that Christian school are still with me um, or the things that my parents have taught me that may be based on scripture may not, but like, it's, it's still helping me. Um, and even scriptures that I read, like I do the scripture a day on my phone. So I like wake up and that's the first thing I see, you know, or um, doing devotionals um, and making it a part of my routine just kind of helps me get through the day, helps me get through the week, basically just helps me get through life, honestly. Um, and just gives me the tools and the strength that I need um, because I do believe, like I said, that everything happens for a reason. So like being able to tap into that belief and being able to know that it may feel this way right now, but if I could just make it to tomorrow and then tomorrow I'll worry about tomorrow. But, you know, just like being, like you said, being mindful and being present and being just appreciative of all that is around us. And just the fact that we even have breath in our lungs is something to be grateful for as well. Um, yeah, but that was my tangent. <laughs> oh, no, that was fantastic. And something that, um, I wanted to come back to out of what you were talking about is mental health, spirituality, thinking about the fact that when we do our mental health work, when we do this psychological work, in my experience, it's hard a lot of the time. It can be really hard. And it can also be, on the flip side, really easy to fall into like constant self-work or constant um, self-improvement or feeling like you're nothing but a bundle of trauma walking around. You know, like I think in our mental health world, there is that existing tendency to start slipping into like, oh, well, all I am is work to do, right? Mm. And so mm. I think spirituality is such, again, like an essential and a beautiful counterpart to this mental health work, because what spirituality gives to me is like, kind of like you were talking, Regine, like everything happens for a reason. And everything is, you know, there is perfection in every moment. Like everything that I need is within me at all times. And, and I can believe in that. I can hold on to that so that when I'm working on this self-improvement or I'm looking at, you know, working through my trauma or whatever it might be, I can also hold that I'm perfect in this moment, you know, like I'm whole in this moment. I'm not missing anything. Um, I'm not missing any pieces. It's just like, it's both at the same time, right? Which comes back to like what the show is all about is that we can hold multiple truths at the same time. And I think spirituality just, yeah, it's like that light through the tunnel is like that knowing that everything will be okay, knowing that it's worth being here, you know, because everything is as it should be. Like Regine always likes to tell me, so yeah, again, I just think they're both so essential and I just, 
I'm just smiling because spirituality just brings light and joy to my life. You know, the ability to keep going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I really loved what you were sharing about the tools that you use and the practices that you use to keep yourself aligned with your spirituality. And I wanted to just add some of my own um, that have been helpful to me in case they're helpful to anybody else out there. So Raging, you talked about like scripture every morning and having that be a regular part of your life. Something that I've been trying to incorporate every day is meditation. And I feel like people might be rolling their eyes of like, oh my gosh, how many times do I have to hear about meditating? <laughs> but I have to say, um, I am someone who had a lot of a lot of resistance to meditation for most of my life. And it's only within the last less than a year, really, that I've been able to finally just sit and be with myself. So I just want to say for anybody who's out there struggling to get on board with meditation, A, it doesn't have to be your practice. And B, if you want it to be, it comes back to that trust, like have trust that it does get easier every time you're retraining your brain to be able to sit and think. And we live in a world that doesn't want us to be doing that, right? We live in a world of constant distraction. So really forcing myself to just sit or lay down and try to be with my thoughts, with my brain, with my body, with my breath has been so helpful to me. Um, and it's just, it gets easier every day because I'm practicing it every day. So I just wanted to add that in there as well. I think this is a great time to segue um, into the last segment of our episode today, where we answer questions from our listeners. One of the questions that we received said, I don't believe in God. Where does spirituality fit into my life? I have some thoughts, but I would love to hear your thoughts, Kelsey. Okay. I think this is a really juicy question um, because I think there's a lot of people out here who don't believe in God and who don't, you know, don't either don't want spirituality to be a part of their life or maybe don't understand how it could be if they don't believe in God. And I think, oh gosh, you know, I'm just going to come out here and say in like specific terms, I don't necessarily believe in God either, you know, whether that's Christian God or whatever. Like I believe in some kind of creative energy or universe force, like because we're here and things just keep creating themselves. So I believe in something, not quite God. Um, but really, I think spirituality is about, like we talked before, it's about committing yourself, believing in something that's bigger than just you. And I pulled another Gabor quote that I wanted to share with you all, um, which I'm just going to read it to you and we'll ponder it for a minute. He said, for many people, the higher power concept need not be concerned with a deity or anything expressly spiritual. It simply means rising above their self-regarding ego and committing to serve something greater than their own immediate desires. And I just really love that because that's exactly what it's about. It's about just being able to step outside of yourself and what you think you need in this very moment <laughs> to say like, gosh, there's so much more out here. I'm connected to all of these things at all times. And because they are a part of me and I am a part of them, there's some kind of allegiance there, you know, to serve this 
world, this universe that is also a part of me. So I just wanted to share that because I really like that quote. Yeah, I really love that quote as well. Um, as someone that does believe in God, um, I feel as though spirituality offers you a way to maybe answer some of the questions that you've been having, um, no matter how deep they may be um, or how personal they may be. I feel like I get a lot of my questions answered from the word or by the word, I mean scripture or just during prayer time um, or meditation. Um, there are a lot of different ways I feel spiritually that pr provide me with insight um, into a lot of the different things that I am pondering or wondering about um, or curious about. So I feel like spirituality can serve as not necessarily one, like Kelsey said, one specific deity or like whatever it looks like to you. Um, it, the biggest thing is just that you believe that there is something greater than yourself. There is so much out there and there is just so much to life um, and the journeys that we're on, we're all on our own individual journeys, just believing that something outside of yourself is the reason for it all. I feel like just makes it, at least for me, makes it easier to, to just be, to just exist, honestly. Um, but yeah, it can be more difficult to go on a spiritual journey um, if you don't have like that, re that foundation of like, you know, religion or just spiritual beliefs passed down. Like it can be really difficult if you are coming from a place of unbelief or um, curiosity or just uncertainty. But I think it's worth it. I think, you know, anything worth having is worth working for. And if spirituality is something that you really want to include into your life, um, I, I wouldn't want you to be scared away, I guess, because you think it has to look a certain way or sound a certain way um, or align with a certain religion or belief. Um, I think, like Kelsey said, spirituality is really personal and it's about you and your relationship with, for me, God, for Kelsey, maybe the universe, the earth, you know, all of those things, everything, um, that, that is what's most important. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say for now. So beautifully said, so beautifully said, such wisdom here. Um, Regine, I just love hearing what you have to say. And yeah, I just, the only thing I want to second is being someone who doesn't have that religious foundation, like you talked. Um, and just to say on the other side of it, for me, it's been worth it to try to connect to that inner voice and try to remind myself of the connection to everything around us really just helps with daily perspective taking. So I have nothing else to add because everything you said was so beautiful. Well, should we wrap up? 
Yeah, I think we covered a lot today. And I think this is a really good conversation. I definitely have some stuff to think about. Me too. I'm feeling very like spacey and contemplative and philosophical right now. (laughs) And, you know, that's why I love talking about this stuff is because sometimes it is worth just taking a step back to think about this kind of stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us for that deep philosophical conversation on spirituality. I'm so, so glad um, that you were able to join us. And please, please let us know if you have any questions, any comments. We would love to hear from you. You know, as we finish up talking about how this is all such a personal journey, would love to hear about how your journey has been different or even the same. Um, So just putting that out there that we would love to hear from you. And until next time, we're looking forward to it. Take care. Take care.